Hi guys, welcome to the Power of Voice. This is Cheyenne. And this is Jonathan. And so, we got some serious things to talk about today. Okay? Some serious shit is going on in the world. And I know you heard about it. It goes by the name of George Floyd. His name shall live on forever. Um, the whole shit was just fucked up. Just point blank, period. Right? So let's talk about a little bit more about what happened for those who live in a box and have not heard. Right? Um, so a police officer, you know, um, officers Derek Chuvane, Chuvane, I don't give a fuck what your name is. Uh, officer Thomas Lane, officer Jay Alexander Kuig, and officer Tao Thao. Um, basically control this situation and i'm sorry if i said the names wrong but i kind of don't give a fuck but um they were the officers involved in george floyd being detained handcuffed placed on his stomach knees to his back and his throat held down until he died and suffocated right um and it's it's actually it's really messed up, right? That this situation has a like it, it it's happening again, right? And I'm kind of stumbling over my words because I'm at a loss of what to say because this shit is ridiculous. It's absolutely, utterly fucking ridiculous. I don't know what else, what else we can do, right? To one, at this point, you know the people are angry all over America, all of us are angry, and I'm gonna say for everyone, we don't know what to do. When you turn to violence and we try to be peaceful for a really long time, just to live our daily lives, go to work, you know, get paid less than a white person, um, and live our daily, daily life, and then all of a sudden you get pulled over and you get scared, and you're having PTSD in the hood, you're having all of these emotions, all of these, you know, things that are happening to you. And they don't give a fuck and they could detain you. They could give you tickets for bullshit, tickets for being in the park just because you're black. Um, tickets, you know, for driving while black. They could do anything that they want to do and they feel that it's right. This system is fucked up. Point blank, period. And, and, you know, let's be perfectly clear, right? Because I think this is important to say. For anybody who, you know, has a comment, well, what did that individual said person do? If we're not talking about George Floyd, we're talking about anybody else. Anybody who has a comment, well, did they resist arrest or whatever? There's a supposed to be a system, an entire system that, that, that uh, advocates those situations. So what I mean by that is you resist arrest. There's a law, right, that you're resisting arrest. You get arrested. Um, you try to fight the the arrest. If it's a lawful arrest, um, you get you get uh, that charge put on you, and you're supposed to be sent to prison. Then you're supposed to are you supposed to be sent to jail? Then you're supposed to have a lawyer. Then you're supposed to have a, a, a sentencing period. You're supposed right? to get a, your day in court. How about that? And, and that's what I mean by sentencing period. Like it's it's so like you you're sitting here and you're like if you're saying that well, what did that person do? You're justifying the fact that police officers are now you know uh, judge, jury, and executioner. Like, and, and that's absolutely insane. 
Like that's crazy. Like it's crazy that you can get stopped for a non-violent offense. A non-violent offense. It's crazy that you can get stopped for a traffic ticket. It's crazy. That, and this isn't the first time it happened. You know, people are acting like it's brand new. This shit has been going on forever. Wake up. Forever. Wake up. It's like you're sitting here, and it's like you, if you're a black person and you get stopped for something, you have a a pre-natural fear. But the expectation is that the cop can also have a pre-natural fear of black people, react, and then be justified. That's absolutely insane. So you mean to tell me the person that's supposed to be protecting and serving can be afraid of me, therefore accidentally shoot me and justify it by saying he was afraid. But I can't uh, be afraid and react in, in such a fashion. And I'm not the professional in, the, in this situation. Right. And then the thing about it, the worst thing about it, is that we actually pay into police officers' jobs. We're the reason why they get paid. It is a civil duty, meaning that the money is coming from us, our taxpayers, our dollars, the good people who sit here and get up, work three jobs just to support their own family, right? Now we're paying into you for you to kill us. That shit don't make no sense. That really just does not make any sense. And then, you know, for me, I will always bring it back to my position in life. So I have a black daughter and a black son. What are their lives going to look like when they get my age, right? And, you know, what, what am I supposed to tell them? What are they supposed to do? Because back before I had the conversation with my family that you're supposed to, um, you know, respect the officer, immediately turn off the car, put the keys on the dashboard, two hands on the wheel, you know, say yes officer yes ma'am you know no officer yes no ma'am whatever and just be really polite you know what i'm saying there's video footage of george floyd getting arrested and not even as like what is it what's resisting. the word resisting arrest he's not even resisting arrest he's sitting down the cop told him sit down by the building he sat down by the building handcuffs i don't know how he got from the building handcuffed to the floor and it doesn't even matter if he did resist arrest like, that's the problem is that we're justifying absolute nonsense it doesn't matter if he resisted arrest that's not a call for him to be killed unless he had a weapon and he was attempting to shoot the police officer there's nothing you can tell me that determines that a guy in handcuffs should be killed and if you look at that police officer's face and you tell me that that police officer was doing his job, he knew. you're absolutely out of your fucking mind. And he knew exactly what he was doing. He looked up at the guy that was pleading for him to get up, pleading and begging for him to get up. He looked at him in his face and then put his head down and, and shimmied to go harder. Relook at that video. Go look. At, if you have not seen it, at Sean King on Instagram, he has the video posted somewhere in his feed. Look at his post. But... That video is absolutely insane. And that's what people go through all the day. Thank God for, you know, social media now because we wouldn't be able to reach as many people um, as possible to get this message out. This would be an isolated instance that they could sweep under the rug and they can't. And because of that, right, because of the situation that's gone way too out of control, way too left, right, now people are starting to re retaliate. People are angry. What do you do? And then, you know, just, just to, you, for the people that, that, you know, say that this is like, you know, um, trauma porn or whatever it is, like, it's important to understand. If you don't want to watch the video, don't watch the video, right? Right. But you're not going to sit here and tell me that that video is not important. Don't tell me that George Floyd's family is going to watch that video. Their uh, son, brother, sister, uh, uh, uncle is dead, 
right? They want justice. If you think that video is what's affecting them, you're sadly mistaken. Right? They have to wake up every single day knowing that somebody that was supposed to protect and serve them killed that person, that important person in their lives. That video is a reminder, but it's also a reminder to everybody else. You know, if it wasn't for the advent of color television, we wouldn't have seen the same uh, uh, um, situations happen during civil rights, right? Like, you know, people seeing in live color dogs biting black people, fire hoses being shot at black people, black people being hit, you know, during sit-ins. It's a big part of why, you know, white people still started standing up. And it's important that you see those things, right? Yeah, it sucks. You don't want to see it all the time. I don't recommend that you watch it or not watch it. But, like, if you're going to tell me that it's not important, you're sadly mistaken. I completely disagree with that. I think that's a very important part of it. I think the call to action is coming from the fact that you got to see literally a murder on live television. If you're uncomfortable with that, then you know, you understand that, like, so is everybody else. Mm. Right? Like, if we didn't see that, we wouldn't. Don't tell me that that fucking image was going to be enough. That image was not enough. Right? That image is not enough. The outcry, the reason that other people are jumping, the reason that other people are allowed to just see that image and right. not necessarily have to see the video is because of the visceral response to, uh, that, that they're getting from everybody else. That image alone doesn't tell the story, and that's important for people to recognize. Right? You got to witness from a police officer a, a, a person being killed. And that's, a, that's crazy. That's absolutely insane. Right. So now the riots are happening in Minneapolis, right? And I'm seeing videos of it. They, yo, people is literally burning down that town. And if I was the mayor, okay, I all four of them, done, gone. Isolation chambers, whatever you got to do, whatever jail you going to put them in, you put them in and you put them in isolation. Whatever. I, you know, I don't even want them to go. Put them in Gen Pop. How about that? Let them fear for their lives. I watched a video, and it was, um, you know, old-timer. And he's basically saying, like, there's no repercussions for cops for doing anything. If I was, if I, let's say I was speeding, right, or a cop believed I was speeding, I get pulled over, it gets aggressive, and then I'm like, all right, well, you know, I have rights and stuff like that. And I start spewing the law and what they can and cannot do. And they start giving me attitude and all this other stuff. And we have this whole exchange, right? That shouldn't even happen, period. It should be like, why, you know, why did you pull me over? Oh, you were speeding. You were going X um, in, in X. All right, cool. And that's it. Give me my ticket. Let me go about my day, right? And the thing is... And it, the thing is, the thing that he got killed over wasn't, it wasn't like he was trying to rob the place. It wasn't anything like that. But even that. And it, it doesn't matter what it, it was. What mattered. I'm saying, it doesn't matter what it was. But I'm saying for you to go in a situation with so much pent up aggression doesn't make sense either. Yeah, but here's perspective. You have mass shooters, again, taken alive, right? And, and, uh, and the problem is that, you know, it... If you're going to sit here and say, like, what were the actions of, of this person, like, after, like, that's the context right there. That's enough, right? It doesn't matter if that person robbed the, the store. It doesn't even matter if that person robbed the, the store with a weapon. There are laws to, to call upon in those situations. And none of those laws require that person to be dead unless that person was using lethal force, right? Uh, and then, then the cop essentially would, should be using lethal force uh, as well. Right, and that's where I think people misconstrue or misunderstand what, what, what the problem is, right? Like, 
people have gotten so comfortable with saying, well, what did that person do? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, right? Like if you can detain a person that just went into a school and killed multiple people, mm -hmm. then you should damn well be and able to detain somebody people, who uh, is, is uh, getting arrested for a, 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 um, a nonviolent offense. That, I mean, that's simple, simple procedure. Even if that you have four police officers, you're gonna tell me that four police officers and one can't was standing by and couldn't a, a even and, and was looking at the situation like it was normal, telling people go about their life, like it was normal, bro. Like I don't understand. And now with these riots in Minneapolis, I feel like they're targeting big businesses. Please let me know if I have that wrong. From everything that I've seen footage-wise and, like, news reporting, stuff like that, is big businesses being targeted. And even that doesn't matter. The truth is it's blowback, right? Like It if, is. That's what my point is. If you pin somebody into a corner long enough in a community that's been struggling, and, like, you know, people from New York, people from California, people from anywhere, like, any, any of these big, you know, metropolitan areas... You know, don't necessarily. I mean, it's not like we don't see racism all the time, but like, it's a, if you're pinning somebody in a corner long enough, like, eventually they're gonna strike back. Eventually, there's not gonna be any choice. Eventually, they're not gonna care anymore, right? And that's what it looks like. That's what it looks like. So if you're uncomfortable with what those people are doing, right? Understand that it, they didn't do it overnight. It's a one plus one equals two situation. George Floyd doesn't die. There is no quote-unquote riot right. in, in, in uh, Minneapolis right now. Right. Right, and I say quote-unquote because to me it doesn't look like a riot because a riot is unprovoked. That's not unprovoked. That's angry people who have been struggling their whole lives who have to tell their sons how to walk around a cop. Like, imagine that shit. Right, and then I'm paying you to do your job and, I'm, and I have to coach my sons on how not to be shot by you. I'm paying you to kill me. Period. That's exactly what I'm paying for. I'm paying you to kill me. And, and like, you know, like, for, for people don't understand what that looks like. People don't understand what that conversation looks like. Or even thinking no, about no, that no. conversation. No, no, no. Not people. <laughs> Not people. We know who. White people don't understand what it's like to pass a cop in fear for your life. They don't understand what it's like to get pulled over for a normal traffic traffic violation in fear for your life. They don't understand what it's like to have a conversation with their daughter or son or whatever to say, listen, this is how you not get like this is if you're in a situation with a cop, this is how you are supposed to handle yourself so you don't get killed. They don't understand that because they never had to, you know. Uh, they never had to be a part of that conversation. They never t had to have that conversation. And then all these people who befriend black people, right, that say, oh, but I'm not because my coworker, or because not because I'm... Listen, if you can't empathize with what the fuck is going on around you, if you got to sit here and ask yourself a whole bunch of reasoning questions to say, all right, well, you know, okay, so what did he do? Um, but yeah, okay, so... Is this a cop have a bad record? Does he do things like this normally? It is not an isolated incident. That is the issue with this. It is not an isolated incident. It is a standardized, like this is, this is, I feel like this is a part of the training at this point. Because it doesn't make sense. It really doesn't. I mean, a, a big, a big part of it is, is uh, people have to, have to recognize like, you can't you can't justify implicit biases. You can't justify it in, in professions like the police officer. Like if you're scared 
um, as a police officer, to go in a particular community, right? Like, first of all... You're in the wrong job. One, you're in the wrong job, but then you, like, th- that's a whole separate, inc- inc- like, uh, issue in itself. Like, th- like, and it's so funny, like, you hear all these different things, like, about, like, the, the statistics show that more white people are killed by police officers than black and all this different stuff. It doesn't matter. Right? The issue is not the amount of people being killed, right? Like, the issue is the reasons why. Right and, and like and unequivocally, if you do any of your research, you'll recognize that black people are killed for or shot or hurt by police officers for non-offen- non-violent offenses at a higher rate than any other culture, right. any other culture. And the thing is, is like when you sit here and you spew statistics, understand that you know black people make up what maybe thirteen to like fifteen percent of the American population and the majority of this country is still white people. So when you hear stuff like that, understand that it's isolated. It's not a together statistics. I hate when people spew statistics because they could be interpreted however they want to yeah, interpret it's, it's it. It's misnomered. It doesn't it don't doesn't believe the, it. It doesn't represent the bigger picture. It, it does not. It doesn't represent what's actually happening, and even if, in like, and in, in like, you imagine if white people were killed at, I mean, black people were killed at fifty-five percent, representing the thirteen to fifteen percent of the community. That's crazy, right? So Why are we that's kids? that's not even the case. But the case is like you have to then deep uh, dive deeper into those statistics and see what people are actually saying. We're saying that when we get stopped by police officers, this is what it looks like. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and, and then you have people with such solipsistic perspectives that are saying, like, you know, well, it never happened to me. It happened to me a bunch of times growing up. It happened to, to my best friend recently. Like, we're, me and my best friend are business partners. You know, uh, I'm 34 years old, a business owner. And, like, you know, my best friend's the same thing. And it happened to him recently. Like, these are, we don't go out committing crimes or attempting to do things like that. So if just because it didn't happen to you doesn't mean that it's not something that, that happens all the time. And right. I, that's another thing that people need to recognize or understand. Like, you, you know, when you have, like, people sitting here and trying to justify whatever the circumstances, there is literally no justification. That's why we have laws. Exactly. Exactly. Moving on to New York, because, you know, we got to talk about where we are. Commissioner Dermot F. Shea. How you doing? I don't even know where to start with this. So we'll be back and just listen to this, guys. Top cop is answering complaints about the policing of social distancing in New York City. The numbers show New Yorkers of color are among those being handed tickets and being placed under arrest. Police Commissioner Dermot Shea with a strong reaction to a question about the trend today. We have issued a small number of summonses, even fewer arrests tied to COVID. Are they mostly two minority members of this city? Yes, Yes, they are. And I think you knew that answer before you asked the question. But no one is talking about the disparity of the last 10 homicide victims in New York City. And I think that should be spoken about. Or the victims of robberies across this city. Disparities exist in every facet of life, not just in New York City, but in this country. And it's rooted in much deeper issues than the New York City Police Department. Racism, just like so I would city. urge caution to everyone now. Mm-hmm. So honestly, before a press conference is held mm-hmm. on a 10-second video of a street brawl well, in the middle of the day in Brooklyn, in broad daylight, by the way, in Brooklyn, in daylight. before it's turned into an agenda for press conference, it is dangerous. It is. And I will repeat what I said. I think it was back in January, mm-hmm. where words matter. Oh, sure they do. We saw this in December of the 2014 with Officer Ramos and Lou. 
We saw this with Minnesota's Familia. Mm -hmm. We saw it this January where two cops were almost assassinated sitting in a police car in the Bronx. And then the next day, a madman walked into a police precinct and tried to shoot more cops. Mm -hmm. And now in the last week, we have had death threats on police officers in New York City and their families. Over 10-second videos where the police officers are dealing with individuals that, quite frankly, fight not with the police department. They fight with everyone. They fight with their significant others. They fight when they go to court. They have open gun cases. They are gang members, and we expect our police officers to do the best they can. That is exactly what they are doing. So I would, again, urge caution. Accountability is what we must have from this police department. Exactly and I, as the police commissioner, will not stand for excessive force, that's what nor will I stand and defend indefensible action. That's what we, we but I will gay. also not have my police department called a racist police department. Oh, Thank you very much. Police Commissioner Dur So, I mean, it doesn't get more loaded than this. Like, I, I want first people to understand that New York City is one of the most liberal cities in the entire United States of America. And this is our uh, police commissioner, right? That's number one. N number two, I, it, you know, we as black people have been hearing this for, for, for decades, and it needs mm -hmm. to stop, right? Like, when you sit as a police commissioner and you hear what this man just said, he literally just said the same thing that everyone else says. A police officer overreacts and attacks a uh, black man for not wearing a mask. Right now, if you know the police officer that he's referring to, or the, bra the the rash of incidents that he's referring to, uh, one of the big ones was in the Bronx. The the biggest police officer that got caught of punching the man in the face had multiple cases against him. Why was that police officer even allowed to continue to be on the street, right? In the first place, right? So, um, him saying he doesn't stand for you know uh, uh, excessive um, anything is bullshit because he did because that person was still in the streets, and that's unacceptable. Number two, then his response is, um, well, what about what happened? What about robberies and crimes? It's no different than saying, well, what about blacks killing blacks? Let's be very clear on this. Black on black crime and police brutality have nothing to do with each other. They're not fucking mutually exclusive. Period. Period. Right? And the reality is when a black person kills a black person, if mm -hmm. caught, they serve time. They go to jail. They go through the judicial system. Or they get killed by a police officer. Right. Right? It's not like those people go out walking after that. But when a police officer is allowed to punch a person in the face and all he has to do is sit on a desk, or when a police officer is allowed to put his knee on somebody's throat and kill him and all that happens is fired, you're not going to compare them. That's like comparing apples and oranges. Don't sit here and compare uh, you know, um, a robbery um, to a police officer beating the shit out of somebody. How do you justify that? And, and then this is on coming from the that, police commissioner. And, and then he's using it to not answer the question. That's pretty much what he's doing. So he basically just kind of derailed the whole entire conversation or derailed the answer for the, um, the, the question that was asked to him by bringing up disparities in New York City and all these other different things and now words matter and, you know, but then he's, he's going to admit to... but. What? He's right, because there are disparities. And those disparities are rooted in racism. And that's the thing that he didn't want to mention. There are disparities all over the, all over New York City. You're fucking right. But you're not going to call his department racist. No. 
But those disparities are, like, what else are those disparities rooted in? Like, if right. you have a preconceived notion of a black person that you see, but you don't have any understanding of who that black person is, that preconceived notion is based off of an implicit bias. If you have the ability to do something about it, i.e. a police officer, and you do something illegal, that's racism. Did y'all hear that he called them gang members? That's, and I was going to get to that. Everybody is gang members now? Like, imagine that. Like, you're sitting here, and, you're, and, and this is the police chief, right? Like, you want to talk about implicit biases. Like, how the fuck does he know that that person is a gang member? Right. Right? How does he know that that person is going to go to uh, um, a, a court and argue in court and fight in court? Like, that's what we're up against. Like, when you have in the most liberal city in the United States of America's chief saying something like that, what do you think it looks like in Minneapolis? What do you think it looks like in Texas? What do you think it looks like in Alabama, in Louisiana? Shall I continue? It's fucked up. That's what it looks like. That's where the change needs to start. That's, an, that's the opportunity that we get to take advantage of. Right. Right? Like, you know, like, you, you hear people saying not to vote. It's bullshit. It's how we vote that matters. We have to be clear. We have to make sure they understand our agendas. We have to formulate what those agendas are and push forward. Right? And if you're mad, you're allowed to be mad. You know, and you, have, you, and you should have a support staff. You should have people that agree with you that you can sit down and talk to right now. Because that's where we're at. I think black people are furious and tired of this shit. Right, this was two weeks ago before another police officer puts his knee in somebody's fucking neck and kills him. Oh, and so here's how he responded to the situation that was going on in Minneapolis, right? So what we saw in Minnesota was deeply disturbing. It was wrong. We must take a stand and address it. We must come together, condemn these actions, and reinforce who we are as members of the NYPD. This is not acceptable anywhere. Now, what are you talking about, bro? Now, now, Which situation? For, for context, like, when did, when did he write that? He wrote it 51 minutes ago. 51 minutes ago. What's so, today? May. 51 May minutes May 28th. Ago. It's my half birthday. So, you're, you're talking about a situation where, uh, 51 minutes ago, where um, riots are currently happening. So, then you have to ask yourself, is he referring to the police officers or is he referring to the riots? Because if right now you're referring to the riots and you're not referring to the police officers, you're racist. Right. Point blank, period. And the thing is, it's like his message is so ambiguous that you don't even know what, what he's talking about. Right? It's like, okay, so, you know, if he was talking about George Floyd, say his name. You know what I'm saying? So I'm think I'm taking it as you was talking about the riot. Like if somebody was trying to pop off in New York, you ain't having it. You're gonna shut it down real quick. Okay. And and but why yet, and why would you not when like the previous comments two weeks ago suggested that's exactly what he's talking about? Like exactly. you can't tell me you can't tell me that the police officer that uses the same bullshit misnomers like, well, what about black-on-black crime? Because that's pretty much what he said. Right. Is going to then turn around and say that these police officers weren't justified. And if he was going to say that, then he should say it. Right? This is the ultimate problem. Like, you're looking at black and Latino men as criminals before you even get to... Because we're all gang members. You're talking about a guy that just referred to everybody as gang members. And he's only talking about a circumstance where police officers were giving them tickets and attacking them for not wearing masks. If you if you don't believe that there's a problem, I just want you to look at that that small number that he's referring to. I won't even give it to you. I want you to go and look at it. The disparity is insane, absolutely insane. The amount of black people that got tickets and are arrested versus the amount of white people. Even if the number's small, it's just a microcosm as to what is always happening in our communities. Exactly. Right. No matter what the law is, no matter how it's perceived, it seems to be black people that suffer the most from it. This is just another issue. It's COVID. You know, more black people dying than anybody else. It's the fucking law. It's the fucking tickets. It's all of it. 
right? And, and like him justifying it by saying that it's a small number doesn't change the fact that it's an, a number that's directly attacking black people. He couldn't even admit that. He right. couldn't even admit it. He couldn't, he couldn't just say no. that there was a problem with it. He glossed over it real quick. And he justified it by and saying that those are, people, kinda, those are criminals. And it was like, yeah, and so. That's exactly how he said it. Yeah, and so. We already know this. And remember, we're talking about New York City. Understand that we're referring to New York City when we talk about these circumstances. Just, 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 just remember, like you know, this is the place where you know you can come out and do whatever and be whatever you want. Supposedly, and and like and and, and live free. And this is the person that's supposed to serve and protect those liberties, right? And then you know, then you have people arguing that 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 uh, image that's going around about Colin Kaepernick kneeling and the the uh, um this is why image. If you are justifying uh, or arguing why Colin Kaepernick is kneeling, you're a racist piece of shit, right? Let's be clear. The truth is, the flag doesn't represent the army or the military. The flag doesn't represent police. That's not why those people died. The flag represents civil liberties. The, pl the flag represents the Constitution. The flag stands for Our those rights. people fighting tyrannical laws. Those people fighting against other people that wanted to do the same thing that we are currently living in right now. That's how I feel. The flag represents that, right? And the flag and, and the Constitution in itself says that we have the right to protest when we don't feel like the Constitution is being represented or holding up to its standard. And that's exactly what Colin Kaepernick was doing. Right. So for you people... Peacefully, that, I mean. For you people, exactly. For you people that are sitting here and saying you know, oh, he could have done it in another platform. What you're ultimately telling me is you didn't want to see it. Because the truth is that if he had done a telethon or if he had gone on a, a, a BT or Revolt TV, you, chose you wouldn't have watched it. it. Mm -hmm. So what you're saying is that it's uncomfortable. Well, guess what? That's what it looks like, right? That uncomfortable feeling is exactly what it looks like. And if you're uncomfortable with it, then you're part of the problem because you don't want to hear it. Right. You, you want to choose to ignore it because it's, it's hard for you to acknowledge that a system is so fucked up, a system that's helped you and your family prevail for so long is so fucked up that it's killing unarmed black men all the time. That it's holding us down all the time. And I'm not just talking about the police department. I'm talking about the entire system itself. Right. And if your response is go back to where I came from, then you're a racist piece of shit. And the fact of the matter is that like, in, in all these uh, um, circumstances and situations, it, it, there seems to be rebuttals for stuff that there shouldn't be rebuttals about, right? We, we can't, you can't ask me as a black person to then try to justify my life to you, right? Like, if I get stopped for a routine traffic stop, if I get stopped for bur burglary, if I get stopped for whatever I get stopped for, there are systems that are supposed to be intact to, uh, um, uh, resolve those situations. I get arrested, I go to jail, I get a sentence, I go to prison. Anything else outside of that is, is mind-boggling. And the fact is, if you look at the disparities of, of how uh, New York responds or United States of America responds to um, uh, armed force or whatever the case may be, um, actions by the police, it's absolutely crazy compared to a lot of other places in the world. Right there, there comes a point where people just can't do it anymore. People can't take it anymore. People can't just sit down and and and, and you know turn the other cheek. 
so if you feel uncomfortable about what's happening in LA, if you feel uncomfortable about what's happening in uh, Minneapolis, if you feel uncomfortable about what Colin Kaepernick did, imagine you having to explain to your son, you know, how to respond to a police officer. Imagine, you know, your heart beating when you're 12, 13, when a police officer stops you for no reason and pulls a gun out on you. Imagine what communities, you know, where I grew up in feel like all the time. So when you hear somebody say after police and you feel bad about it, well, understand that your perspective about a police officer and my perspective are very different. And I think that's where the disconnect is. A white person meets Officer O'Malley or whoever they meet, and they, uh, you know, that officer in their neighborhood is, you know, uh, an upstanding father, you know, a great, you know, addition to the PSA, uh, um, you know, the Parent Teacher Association, you know, uh, uh, um, a soccer dad. But when he comes to my community, he just beats the shit out of us. But we have to recognize that that person could be two different people based off of the circumstance. And we have to recognize that I don't look at him like you do because he doesn't look at me like he looks at you because of the color of my skin. That's where we're at. That's the problem. White people have to wake up and see what we see. So, in our little rants. So, um, I was going through Instagram today and I saw that um, we are actually going to have a blackout day, 2020. So, as you know, right, and if you know anything, if you know me personally, I always try to help people, uh, the black community, as far as monetary business, I, I have an obsession with those things. So I think this is great. So they called it July 7th. It's going to be a blackout day, meaning that, right, we're uh, the black community, black, brown, whatever race, minority community. Native American, Asian, Hispanic. We're calling doesn't all matter. Action. Um, don't spend any money that day. Don't buy no food. Don't go to the grocery store. Don't buy no gas. Stay in your house, right? Don't do nothing right don't spend any money that day period now you may say oh well that's not gonna do much blah 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 so people of color has 3.9 trillion dollars of spending power in this country so if we hit them hard we'll be going after like at each day that they lose money that we don't spend money if everyone does it that's 10 billion over 10 billion dollars out of their pockets out of the economy right so i think this is a perfect way july 7th let's participate together hashtag blackout day 2020 i posted it on the instagram page please retweet it or uh, repost it tweet it out let the world know that this is going to happen because uh, i'm excited to be a part of it and if you're a white ally and you really are a white ally and you claim to be a white ally, this is your opportunity to show it. So you guys should be a part of it too, right? If, if you guys are tired of seeing your friends, you know, uh, constantly having these conversations or your friends uh, um, having, to deal with, uh, having to deal with police officers in the manner they de that they do, this is your opportunity to take action. And then your other opportunity is to make sure that your family members that don't agree have to hear from you all the time. Right, because that's the simplest thing you can do, right? Because you don't have to wake up in, in, in fear, right? So if you're fighting for us, make sure that the family members that are constantly talking, that they disagree, understand our perspective through you. Right. Um, 
so as we hear more on the stories and as they you know as things progress we'll be keeping you guys informed as always this is cheyenne signing out this is jonathan signing out and we'll talk to you guys later peace